0: The following is a Breaks Media podcast.
1: You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my dad.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 87 of The Awakened Soul, kicking it off with some old school jams from the Gap Band, that's outstanding, that's how I feel. Um, Everyone who reached out to me last week saying I sounded a little bit down, a little bit out of it, Uh, last week was a hell of a week, I'm not even going to lie, I'm not even going to lie, a lot of ups and downs, but nonetheless, we're back giving you... The best podcast in all the land. That is The Awakened Soul. Any first-time listeners, I am CEO Hayes, the host of this lovely podcast. You can follow us at The Awakened Soul Pod or at Awakened Soul Pod, just depending on what platform you're looking for us on. You can follow me personally at CEO Hayes. CEO C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can also... Uh, check out the Berks media, which is the media company that hosts this podcast, as well as many others. Last week, we made an announcement with the team joining the Berks media network. Um, so, yeah, it's it's it, uh, welcome all the new listeners. And, you know, we 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 gain listeners each and every week. And we really appreciate it for you guys for sharing the word, the listeners who do share. Um, if you guys are tuning in for the first time, the Awakened Soul is a little bit of everything. It could be funny. It will be funny. You know, that's what we got Scoop Grady with the petty news for. Um, but we, we like to cover the deeper content here. So if you're coming here looking for something that's going to make you think frustrate you, make you have have a lot to say. That's the awakened soul. That's what we're here for. Um over the course of this show, we got the in the mind of hay segment um with myself. We also have the unpopular opinion with Tiana. Um so yeah, it's 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 a, it's gonna be a well-rounded show. No guests this week in the discussion topic. It's actually gonna be just me. We've got a hell of a discussion topic though, um built around not really the Super Bowl itself, but you guys will get it when we get to it. It's more um about just social justice in general and and the protest and everything going on there. So really looking forward to this one. Gonna go ahead and get into our intro music, our wonderful intro music. On the other side of that, we're gonna step into my dark and twisted mind, which is the end of mind of Hayes segment where we got a few things to talk to you guys this week. I'll see you guys there. You're Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the In the Mind of Hayes segment, my dark and twisted mind where we come every week to talk about some news topics. The first one that we're going to come off the top with, the Patriots beat the Rams in the Super Bowl again. As someone who uh, lived in St. Louis, I was hoping uh, that the Rams would pull this one out, even though they don't play in St. Louis anymore. So this was it. This is my I'm cutting all ties with the Rams after this, like all any little emotional ties I had left for the Rams are just completely done uh, I'm a Bears fan anyway which carries its own set of headaches and stresses and yeah yeah but shout out to the Patriots shout out to Tom Brady as much as he gets on my nerves personally it's hard to deny um he's one of the greatest to ever do it. six rings now um six Super Bowl titles and what nine appearances so that that he was already up there with with some of the greats, and you know, shout out to to Ralph, who is a uh, from Oversaturated, who is a huge Patriots fan. I know he was he was he was getting ready for the for the backlash of the Patriots loss. Luckily, he doesn't have to face that again this year. So, uh, shouts out to the Patriots there; they earned that one. The Rams sucked in the Super Bowl; just were terrible in almost every face of the game so we're just gonna we're gonna move right along because I don't want to give the Patriots too much shine because I hate the Patriots so we're just gonna keep it moving <laughs> um so in in this segment usually you know we, we we talk about stuff in the news and it's been cold everywhere uh the polar vo- vortex as they're calling it but we don't want to not mention uh some of the situations that people are facing so inmates in the Metropolitan Intention Center in Brooklyn New York uh 1600 inmates there uh, the, there was a power outage, so they have been in uh, temperatures as low as three degrees. Um, the power is expected to be back on Monday. So by the time you're hearing this, hopefully their power is back on. But the uh the mayor of New York uh announced that they were going to sup- give emergency supplies to the the inmates there, uh, blankets, hand warmers, uh, I believe generators as well. Um, but it's times like this that we can't forget. You know. We And I did a, a segment on that a little while ago, but it was about the workhouse in St. Louis. You, no matter what, inmates, whoever else, does not need to be dealing with conditions like that. So it's good that they're... That they tried to do something about it. They should have never really been in that situation for as long as they have, in my opinion. Um, but more power to the mayor there, more power to the um, emergency workers who are doing their best. But those inmates were in there protesting and banging, making noise to get attention for the fact of the conditions that they were in. And it's just really inhumane when you think about it, that anyone would be forced. Uh, they they can't do much. They They can't leave. They can't go to a hotel. They were stuck in that prison and like i said temperatures as low as three degrees just think about how terrible that is um but moving on from that and prayers out to those um those inmates there anyone who was affected by that but we're, we're going to switch to the positive side um uh, of something similar so candace payne in chicago uh, decided that enough was enough and she banded together with some other business owners and they were actually able to get 60 rooms and were able to house over 100 homeless people and children, um, sex workers as well. Really showing the humane side of what people can do when they bind together. That's incredible. That's powerful. Um, Just just to imagine being homeless in in Chicago, which was got probably hit the worst. They had what? Frostquakes, I believe, is what they call call it, which is just something just completely I have a hard time wrapping my head around the idea of a frost quake. I almost just said frosted flake. But nonetheless, um, so Candace Payne, who is a 34 year old real estate developer in Chicago, uh, posted that she secured 30 hotel rooms for homeless and that she needed help um, and was looking for someone with a passenger van and that she would pay to help them. Over the course of that, it sparked donations of transportation, food, money, um, strangers helping out. Uh, it, it got buzz on CNN. Uh, and by the end of it, eight other uh, Chicago business owners, along with Candace, were able to secure 60 rooms and that over 100 people got to stay in. In times like this, and this is what kind of restores faith in humanity and much craziness, and we'll get into some of it later on this podcast, So we'll hear each and every week. You know, we heard the stuff with Jesse Smollett also that happened in Chicago uh, this week. But to to see in something like this and to just witness what people are able to do when we combine together and just focus on helping one another is powerful. And that's why you can't enough can't be said how important it is to just do what's right. Do something to help other people if you can, if you're in that position, like you'll be blessed in the long run. and I, And that's something that's very powerful. And I think it needs to be. Pointed out i'm using my platform to do so um so th- there you go and you know we, and you i like to sandwich things you know we we got something that was not so not so positive we got something that was very positive but the last thing here that we're going to talk about in the mine of seg- segment is definitely not positive at all so bill mayor you know the same bill mayor who once upon a time said that he was a house nigger even though he's white um the same one who said that uh in in talking about Stanley after his passing said you know everyone was in deep deep mourning for a guy who made people watch a movie i guess is is the way that he phrased it yeah that same guy um who just you know and don't get me wrong there there are all types of quote unquote comedians who uh, have thrived for years off saying brash stuff and stuff to get garner headlines and be controversial but um we're going we're gonna, we're going to actually we're going to do what we always do we're going to get into a clip so we're going to play this uh when he was interviewing Will Hurd who is a Republican um uh congressman from Texas I believe don't quote me on the Texas part I believe um but yeah we're just we're going to we're going we're gonna to go ahead and play this part of the interview and we'll come back and talk about it what is
3: what is in the republican party for you I, I will say this you were in the cia i was in the cia for almost a decade i was the dude in the back alleys at four o'clock in the morning collecting intelligence on threats to the homeland i did that's where they collect them huh yeah well, it, it is it is wow i, I did, did by the years, popeye's chicken <laughs> but i did two years in india Uh, Two years in in Pakistan. I did two years in New York City doing a lot of interagency work. And then a year and a half in Afghanistan where I managed all of our undercover operations.
2: So as you heard there, Bill Mayer decided to make a Popeye's chicken joke, a fried chicken joke um, to a black Republican. And of course, it's it's got all types of backlash, all types of outcries. And it's one of those situations in which I wonder personally if it's if a law if in large part due to um, things that he's and things that he said and joked about before, because in of itself, I will, I will say initially hearing it here in the back, I didn't immediately go to racist. But then again, when you take into consideration the person that's talking and the things he's done before, okay, then I can, then I can start seeing it. Is it something that should have been said? Is it insensitive? Absolutely. Um, But I, 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 Again, just me personally. I don't. I didn't go right to racism, um, but many did, and they're, they're they're calling for his job, calling him to uh, to quit HBO, like all types of things coming out of him and backlash. But I want to know how you guys feel about it. When you heard the initial comment, did you immediately go to racist joke? Did you just go to he was just making a a joke about? a restaurant or did it immediately come up the black person fried chicken? Because I can see it on both ways. Like I said, I can only speak for me is that initially hearing it, my mind didn't go right there. It just didn't. Um, I think that there's so many jokes and everything that I've heard more overly or overtly racist jokes that are, that are clear. Um, so that was me just personally, but I can see why I'm not saying that. People shouldn't be offended or people shouldn't take it seriously but because i'm I'm not saying that at all. I can understand those who do feel that way um in hearing that comment I can completely understand I'm just saying that that's not where my mind went to so I want to know I'm gonna put up a poll um do you did you initially feel feel that bill Mayer's joke was racist in in nature um and then also, I guess I'll, I'll see if I, I can post one up to about um, is it time for, to get him the fuck up out of here? Is it time for him to step down? Um, which I doubt if he's going to anyone who's kind of followed him. Highly doubt he will. Um, and we'll, we'll, it, it's the thing is that in all things, especially when you're in public eye, when you have done stuff in the past. Of course, it's going to jade anything you do in the future, but you should learn from it. And he obviously is not and that's the thing He is not he's not taking anything into consideration as far as his remarks as far as the uh racial climate that we live in i mean f- for god's sake like uh we just saw jesse smollett like i said earlier in the segment attacked for not only sexual orientation but his race as well with a noose being tied around his neck so it, it, you got to understand where you're at and everything you know back in the early 90s i'm sure you could have got away with this and it not receive the type of backlash it is but i mean the time we're in you got to be aware of things like this so let me know how you guys feel about it um again you can get at me at ceo hayes at awaken soul pod the soul pod at gmo.com as well um i really want to know how you guys feel about this so that's enough of in my dark and twisted mind personally we're going to go ahead, we're going to take a break. going to hear commercial. On the other side of that we're actually going to get into the unpopular opinion. I'll catch you guys after that.
4: Yo, this your boy, Flaw 700. What's good, everybody? It's your guy, Fresco. And we are the, the Podcast, Podcast brothers. brothers. Dig? Yeah. Hey, what is our show about, actually? Our show is about a little bit of everything, man. It's not just one thing, but it's a little bit of this. Right. It's a like... A little no. bit of that. Oh, my goodness. No. You don't, like that song? No. Not from you. What song is that? I don't know It song don't matter. It. it doesn't matter what song that is. <laughs> well, that's what our show is about. It's about two brothers kicking the shit. Real the real brothers. Real life brothers. Obviously not by choice And if no. you know how brothers get down You know how we give it up We don't agree on nothing And that's what it's like on a podcast show It makes for healthy debate makes for good dialogue And it keeps the interest and the listener interested as well Because it's real brotherly shit Episodes drop every Sunday Every Sunday, every platform You can get a podcast that the Podcast Brothers is there You dig, chill
1: Good morning to y'all Happy Monday to you. How y'all feeling this morning? It's a brand new week, y'all. Let's set it off with an unpopular opinion. So, y'all, today I want to talk a little bit about type. Yes, type. Don't act like you don't have one. Everybody have a type. So, I'll tell y'all what my type is. My type is tall, dark, and handsome. And wet cologne with a little undertone of weed. I just legit describe my husband, but I digress. (laughs) So a lot of times when we out here looking for a significant other, it's certain things that we want. So much so that we limit ourselves in finding a person that make us truly happy. It's like trying to find a match to your sock, but you looking in a drawer you always put your socks in, only to happily find that match in another drawer. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But that is my unpopular opinion. See I think we miss out on great people in life because they're not wrapped up in the package that we expect them to be in or the package that we find acceptable. If I had a dollar for every single time I heard somebody say, oh no, I'm cool, they ain't my type, I'd be rich. So often we go after what we think we want, not even realizing how much is out there that we have no idea about. Checking off little boxes on our puny-ass list and don't even realize all the things that's available to us that we never even considered. I mean, is our preference really that big of a deal? We gonna pass up on a person that make us truly happy because they not tall enough? Because they not in the tax bracket we expected them to be in? All things that can change. I mean, outside the height, but hey. We really have to start thinking, is our preference really as important as we make it out to be? Or is there things out there that's a hell of a lot more important than how tall somebody is? What kind of car somebody drives? drive? If a person put on a suit to go to work or not? I mean damn, seriously? Just to give y'all some insight, I personally was a person that never wanted to date somebody with children. Mostly because I didn't have children prior to my husband. But just the thought that I nearly passed up on somebody that loves me in the way that he does because he didn't check off every single box on my little list is infuriating to me. I literally could not imagine my life without this person and I was about to pass up on them because they didn't meet my criteria. I had no idea what I thought I wanted. All I knew is what somebody had told me and some little weird-ass notion that I had in my head that I can't even recall where it came from. But I'm so glad that I took a chance to stepped outside of my comfort zone, and it made all the difference. But you know what? My mama used to say something and I want to share with y'all. She used to always tell me, love the one that loves you. And that's all I have to say about that. This has been Unpopular Opinion with me, PYT Anna, the Around the Girl. Follow at Official ATL Girl on all social media outlets and subscribe on YouTube at Around the Lectual Girl. You got unpopular opinions? I wanna know like Joe. Send them to Around the Girl at gmail.com. I'm serving up hot morning tea seven days a week. You need a morning push, you know where to find me. Happy Monday to you
2: you know you gotta take uh after you hear that you gotta take some time and really think out of how many things are you missing out on possibly because of preconceived notions or a set of standards or a set of rules that you put in your own mind that everything has to fit in and uh, i mean even outside of just relationships just think about that like with just all types of experience, whether it be vacations, friendships, um, workplaces, like just just think about that. The unpopular opinion has been hitting on all cylinders. And I know I say that every week. So I'm going to, I've just really been uh, in awe and in love with um, how that segment's been coming out and the things that it's left with uh, thinking on each and every week So really stop and think about that Um, Because there were some powerful words Said in that and she actually related it Back to like her husband And uh, her possibly Missing out on that because of something that She just had cooked up That someone had to be In Um, And we do that to ourselves on a lot of things We will sit back and Miss out on things just because Of what we've cooked up so just think about that. That's all. I really don't have much to add because it's just great. I mean, it's all laid out right there to think about. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a brief break. Um, you're going to hear another commercial this time from Technical Foul. On the other side of that, it's going to be the petty news from the one and only Scoop Grady. I'll see you guys there.
4: Welcome to Technical File, the
0: sports podcast you never knew you needed.
2: It's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number
0: three, a.k.a. Go-Go Power Ranger. Yeah, this is the Black Ranger, it's me, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. It's ass catch them in his bed.
2: <laughs> I am the Eric J. <laughs>
4: Only known as.
0: It's
2: the Eric J.
4: And I'm Camille, point
1: guard of the crew, the real-life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love
0: sports. And it's your boy K Harris, the gentleman, the gentleman, also known as K Diddy, take that, take that. but better known as the People's Jabroni.
1: <laughs> and that's us. I mean, we have four friends come together every week to talk about the biggest stories in sports with our own flair to it. Let me tell you, you ain't never heard a sports podcast that's entertaining
3: before. Damn straight. So
1: check us out every Wednesday. Get at us.
3: Yo, what's up, everybody? You already know who it is. Scoop Grady with the Petty News Report. We got so much to talk about. First of all, congratulations to the New England Patriots. That was very hard for me to say. I don't like the Rams. I definitely don't like the Patriots, but hey, somebody had to win. Congratulations to y'all. Eli managed still y'all fucking grip night bastards. That was probably the worst Super Bowl I ever seen in my life. I'd rather watch a 50 Tyson concert than look at the Super Bowl. But I will agree, the food this year was excellent. The drinks was great. The halftime show was very good also. But hey, like I said, somebody had to win the Super Bowl. I'm glad it won the LA Rams. Next, Bow Wow gets into a fight with his girlfriend at 4.46 in the morning. Oh, my God, Bow Wow. First of all, I respect you because you took an ass whooping, but you didn't take a loss. Everybody say he should have beat her ass. You know, if he if you would have beat her ass, then what? He would have lost everything. You got to keep the money coming in, okay, y'all? But at the same time, did you really have to get your ass scratched up by a thundercat? I know you was looking for puppy love. I really believe it. But damn, it looked like that girl had on some fresh up. Press on nails when she scratched your ass or something. If you see her mugshot, ain't nothing wrong with her. Bow Wow, I don't know. It, you look like you just, you like a villain for a horror movie, bro. You could have at least bird hugged her or something, Bow Wow. But you know what? You live and you learn. All I know is that wouldn't happen to Lil Romeo. Ooh, next. 21 Savage was arrested. They said Twenty One Savage is not from around these places. We from. He's not an American, y'all. It was said that um, uh, it was said that U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcements arrested Twenty One Savage. The only thing I can say is that he really did have London on the track. This don't even make sense. Let me find out. Twenty. Bro, this will be the biggest plot twist in 2019 bro this bro if this dude is a scam bro we have been bamboozled and last but not least the petty question of the week if you are in a relationship is it okay to go out of town on a trip with your best friend that's the opposite sex of you that is the petty question of the week if you are in a relationship with somebody is it okay to go out of town with your best friend that is the opposite sex of you And that is all we have for today of the Petty News. Thank you all for listening to to follow Wake and Soul. And forget the Rams and the Patriots. Y'all be cool.
2: This is Ms. 100. And this is Lady T. And we are the the Hood Hood Geniuses Geniuses Podcast. Podcast.
0: Every Monday we are releasing an episode, so make sure y'all stay
2: tuned. And you can follow us on Twitter at Hood Geniuses Pod, on Facebook, Hood Geniuses Podcast, and on IG, Hood Geniuses Pod.
0: And make sure y'all subscribe to our YouTube page so y'all can see us live and in the flesh.
4: Yeah, and uh, we don't need Lady T to knuck and buck for y'all to start <laughs> listening to us. You know what I'm saying? So don't make Lady T knuck and buck.
0: Hey, listen, I mean, eventually, you know what I'm saying? Lady T is getting up in age, so it may be, I may be in my wheelchair on my can. I don't know. <laughs> but I will get to you.
2: Yeah, so make sure y'all do that. Hit that subscribe button, follow, and y'all can email us at Geniuses. Pod at gmail
4: Thanks. You know you. Well, it's the M.I. Cricket letter Ain't no one better And when I'm on the microphone You best to wear your sweater Cause I'm cooler than a polar bear's toenails Oh hell, then he go again talking that shit Bend corners like I was a curve I struck a nerve And now you about to see The southern flag is served I heard it's not where you from But where you pay rent Then I heard it's not what you make But how much you spend. You got me bent like elbows Amongst other things But I'm not worried Cause when we set up in the party Like I'm out you sturdy So go get your fucking shine box And your sack of nickels It tickles to see you try to be like Mr. Pickles Daddy Fat Sex, B-I-G-B-O-I is that same motherfucker that took them knuckles to your eye. And I tried to warn you not to test, but you don't listen. Giving yeah, a shout out to that, my that. uncle uncle.net, locked up yeah, in prison. Yeah. Now throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care.
2: All right, so it's time for the discussion topic of the week. And this one isn't going to be an extremely long one, but it's hopefully going to be a meaningful one and one that makes you think so. um, With the Super Bowl coming and going and uh, everything there, it got me thinking about Colin Kaepernick and um, just where we stand after everything that he's been through, uh, the whole kneeling thing. Um, but before we get into that specifically, I do want to mention how uh, the Kellen Kaepernick mural was destroyed. The one that was created in Atlanta by uh, Fabian Williams, uh, who painted it and who painted it with the sense of Kellen Ka- Kaepernick at the time did not have an NFL home. So he painted him in an Atlanta Falcons jersey, um, basically just symbolizing that, that can be his home um and also because of the civil rights history in atlanta he just thought it would be a powerful uh painting to do it was actually destroyed uh he's actually already started work on a new mural i'm not sure if he's completed it or not but i know he's he started in another location so definitely go out support that check it out um you know i, I don't think it's by accident that it was that it was destroyed the same week that the super bowl was taking place in atlanta but that's just me personally um but i like to hear what you guys think. But to get into the discussion topic that that I wanted to have here is that um, Colin Kaepernick took his first knee on September 1st, 2016. He hasn't been on an NFL team since March of 2017. So we are well over um, two years since he initially kneeled. And again, um, uh, well over two years for that. Um, and then almost at two years since the last time he's actually been employed by the NFL. But in that time, things haven't slowed down at all. We all it's been well documented um, him really being the face of uh of nike and you know them supporting him them supporting the movement um they, they've of course they had like record uh sales and and profits through the roof after they did that and we talked about it here on the awakened soul how nike's always been one to support movements and it wasn't a a, a total shock that they supported kaepernick that they paid him that they signed into a contract i think it was the the fact that they made him the face of uh, of something um that that was even more of a shock, but with us being removed from that time with Kaepernick kneeling specifically to bring attention to black men being shot and killed and everything that was going on at that time frame um where do we stand since then has it has it actually t- had an effect I would like one for one I would like to say that I truly believe it does and it has when you look at um just Let's we'll we'll stick in the NFL landscape here for a moment. Um, When you look at the backlash that Travis Scott got for deciding to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show. He also had Rihanna uh, be offered to perform and actually turned it down. Um, The standing with the kneeling with cap thing is still very much alive. And for better or for worse, he is really has kind of brought a new level of attention to so much um for, from young people from uh white people from people of of multiple races because he did it with the n f l one of the biggest sports of the country and when you look at n f l s response to that people are now the the n f l almost is like this rallying thing where everyone who wants to point out injustices and how um you know your rights in speaking out for racial equality. Isn't it, it? It's 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 not something that everyone wants to hear. Everyone wants to be a part of whether they agree with it or disagree with it. They don't want it to be in the forefront. And him kneeling has done that. You know, a lot of people have made cap this whole not really a martyr, Um, but and I don't agree with that. I think he's someone who was he believed in something and he wanted to use the platform that he had to bring awareness to it. And it's, it spun out to so much, so much more. Now, when you look at how us as a people, we look at companies like Nike, we look at uh, organizations like the NFL, the NBA, um, Starbucks, when it happened, like we've now taken this racial equality thing and made it bigger than just the police, bigger than everything. Now companies have to realize that, They have to put words like their marketing, um, their messages, anything that they support, we're looking at now. And I I, I can't say for sure that it was looked at as strongly as what it was before cap started kneeling and the NFL responded in the way that they did. And so and when you look at like with the Super Bowl um, advertising, the advertisers, the people who buy ads have now some use that time to make it clear where they stand on certain cultural um topics and and effects and everything there and i I can't say that that's always been a thing so when you look at the effect that kaepernick's had it's it's gone so far beyond what it originally meant and most movements do and we're now going to a place where like i said athletes are now looked at even more so like lebron's always been a, a huge activist but now we look at our entertainers the brands what do those people stand behind we're looking at that even more so than i think we've ever have before um at least in recent history we we all know like what charles barkley had the i'm i'm not an idol or whatever a role model thing back then but this this new level of awareness to what every brand everything has an agenda we've said that before shout out to billary valentine almost everything has its political roots almost everything you watch on the news uh, anywhere they have their political leanings, they have that their messages that they're trying to get across, no matter how uh, overtly they do it or um, behind the scenes. But everything has its thing, and now people are aware of that people are aware of that in the brands that they support, on the clothes that they put on their backs. Um, it, it, are our are, are companies really supporting um, the black people that support their products? Are they are they really going into those neighborhoods and doing their thing? And I, I really think that. While it's easy to just look at how Kaepernick's affected the NFL and those fans and the kneeling and, you know, we've had whole new rules being made because of what Kaepernick kind of started and It was the whole owners versus the players thing there for a while. It's grown beyond that, I believe. And now people are really starting to take stock and pay attention to the brands that they're putting their money in and see what they're doing because it's it's really you can be it's on one side or the other it's hard to be in the middle of something like this and especially now the culture is not allowing you to be in the middle um or, or, or of, of 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 the fence you're not allowed to sit on the fence you have to make a stand one way or another and i really think that it it can all be linked back to the to that point like at, it was such a change in the culture and in the way that we really call these larger organizations out for things that they do or don't do. Um, and I'm not saying that it's all exactly to lay at the feet or you can, you can just give cap the uh, Colin Kaepernick, the the props for that. But I think that that was a big domino falling in a bunch of other dominoes that have fallen, that have gotten us to where we are now as a country. Um, and so many things have really just come out of that. Uh, look, look at like the Kevin, Kevin Hart thing isn't really race, but the the, f- the fact that everyone is, is being held responsible for things that they said, no, no matter how long ago um, it was, we're really paying attention now. And why I, I, I don't agree with cancel culture at all. I would like to make that point well known if I, if I haven't already, if this is your first time, um, because I think that people all grow. That's, that's a side thing. But um, as far as the um, the attack on black men, as far as the lives being taken uh, from cops and us not feeling safe from the people who are supposed to be protecting us, it really took a turn over how it was portrayed in the public and how openly we spoke about it. And it was needed. So in, in just the time of Super Bowl, I know everyone's... It, still reeling from the game. You guys have had your bets. You guys have had your polls and your friendly wages and everything, but I don't want to lose sight uh, at what really started and how it's affected the landscape of everything that's going on. But even in that, um, before I, before I uh, end this and I'll let you guys go, I do want to bring up one thing. And this is something that I recently just found out about myself. And so this was started by a black Republican, which we we talked about a black Republican, um, earlier and that's tim scott who um since 2015 has been trying to get um a a bill passed and that's the walter scott notification act and uh, most recently uh tim scott has has tried to get it uh he tried to get it the reform as part of the first step act uh which was the new criminal justice reform that uh that trump signed but you know it, it didn't get but it didn't get included into that for various reasons and corruption. And we can talk about all that later. I may even talk about it next week, but this is just me laying the groundwork because like I said, this is something that I hadn't heard about before. Maybe you guys haven't either, but what this bill was trying to do is that it was trying to come up with a structure into which all every law enforcement, um, shooting or death, uh, was had to be reported to the federal government. And according to the bill, any state which refused to report would face a 10 percent reduction in federal law enforcement grants and funds. And so the, the information that had to be included with each uh, police shooting or death, uh, the victim's name, race, age and sex, the officer's name, race, age and sex, whether the victim was armed or not, a description of the weapon used by law enforcement, a detailed description of the event and the finding from law enforcement as to whether the shooting was justified or not. So this was really something that was for all intents and purposes was to get it more formalized into how we pull statistics over police killings. And I was shocked to find out that the number of police killings that was reported in 2018 originally, uh, was way off because it only took into consideration shootings. It didn't take into consideration any other types of deaths that happened in police custody, uh, beatings or anything like that. And at the time it was reported that um, 1,165 people last year died according to police, uh, at the hands of police officers. But what was found out was that this information was way off and it was due to a couple of things. So, uh, Washington Post their statistics are usually looked at as uh, their shooting data is really what most people look and pull their statistics from Um, but it was found that that was wrong because they are really only looking at uh, police shootings specifically and like I said that doesn't take into consideration a lot of the other deaths and suicides that happen on police watcher and police custody Um, so with that being said there is a A group, and that is the Fatal Encounters, who um, they wanted to do a more comprehensive uh, statistics pulling of police killings. And even their data was slightly off as well um, because mistakes were found when cross-referencing with the Washington Post um, statistics. And so in this, the uh, the Walter Scott Notification Act, which again was pushed forward by Tim Scott, it was actually named after someone who worked for him that was actually killed by a police officer. So he's really passionate about this. And this is why I always mention, and say, voting blindly Republican or Democrat. I I can never agree with um, because if you just vote blindly Democrat, you would completely have missed this bill. And this is something that it, it can really help bring a light. I'm not saying that it would necessarily fix anything with police shootings, but it is something very well that would make it easier to hold people accountable and to see what, what statistics and how many people are really being um, killed by police officers, like I said, outside of just shooting. So um, this this bill has failed uh, to come into legislation as a standalone bill, as part of other bills. Like I said, it was it was trying to be part of uh, the First Step Act as well. And it just hasn't gotten um, passed and cops have gotten in the uh, politicians ears on how to get it out there. So th- th- this is something that I personally, like I said, do your research. We'll come back and talk about next week. But I really wanted to talk about because I, had I didn't even know this was out here and I didn't realize that the, um, the, how off some of these statistics as far as police shootings were. So like I said, the original reporting of police deaths was uh, right under 1200 last year. Well, what ended up is that just non-suicidal deaths by police hands, the number was actually uh, 1,575. So that is an additional almost 400 deaths that would have gone completely missed if this group did not decide to pull all this information together and come up with a more real number. And so what's being found is that only actually 90% of police deaths are actually getting reported as far as in getting um, attention in the news. So just think about that. And in the time, like I said, where we're thinking about uh, Colin Kaepernick and him kneeling originally for this purpose, we still don't even have really good solid statistics on just how much this is happening. So we've talked about how far we've come. We've talked about the attention that is gathering. We've talked about how the movement is growing and continues to, to grow and more people to pay attention, but we need those statistics to be right so that we, we can talk about them and attack them more effectively. We're if, if and I know 90% are being reported. So that leaves only 10% that are not, but still that 10%, those are lives. It's not like we're just talking about a 10%. That's just some out there number that doesn't matter. That's, 10% more of people who are losing their life. That's that's not getting reported. So just think about that. So as we celebrate, we have fun with the Super Bowl. I know you guys had your parties. Um, I had my my cousin over and his family and we, um, him and my family, we all got to fellowship together and it was a great time. But let's also think about why Colin Kaepernick kneeled. Why? Because that message, that um, purpose is still very much we need all the eyes we can get on it, and we're getting more. We're getting more, but really go out and support that. That that's just me. That's my thought. We're gonna get into. Um, that's it for the discussion topic this week. Like I said, it wasn't an extremely long one. It was just me this week, but it was one that I really, really wanted to talk about. We're gonna actually get into the soul food segment for this week, and after that, I'll come back and I'll tell you guys good night. So uh, I'll see you guys after that.
0: Yo, 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 what's good, beautiful ones? This is the one and only Queen Poison coming back to you again this week with this segment of Soul Food because ultimately, I want you to be a better version of you. So on the plate today, I want to talk about a concept that has plagued my mind for the longest. Why is it that in a black family, we sweep things under the rug? Why do we keep secrets? Why do we use certain code phrases instead of just addressing the issues at hand like for instance you know the older folks in the family like say a girl is fast or hot in the pants just because she's coming into herself coming into her womanhood and instead of trying to teach her how to appropriately navigate but still be confident in her womanhood she's so fast as educate your children your children won't know what's going on if you do not educate them. Also, why do we keep protecting and shielding these relatives that be fucking up? Like real life, you got a auntie or an uncle that's a pedophile that be touching kids that flat out does wrong, and all you can say is, "Oh, well, don't have the kids around." Uncle or auntie such and such. You know they touch kids or they know, you know they like little boys or they like little girls. Get them up out of here. It's a call out culture right now. If you're not calling out your own family, keep all that bullshit. Keep all of it. Also, we got to fix the whole family as a whole. We got to admit that it's a problem. We've gone too far without admitting that we fucked up. We can't keep going by the same standards and practices that our elders were used to because it's a different time. Parents, you have to learn to apologize to your children when you're wrong. That all, that whole concept of children being seen and not heard, that's dead. It's a damaging statement. Go ahead and X that out too. Because the second they speak out and they question things because as humans we tend to do that... it's seen as disrespectful, but all things start with that uncomfortable conversation that nobody's having. Like we really just need to break down and just air out everything. So I hope you all have a good week. Some positive affirmations. You are worthy. You are loved. You are considered. You're capable of wonderful things. You are beautiful. And remember, take care of yourself.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, that has been episode eighty-seven of the Awakened Soul. Shout out to Queen Poison for that soul food to feed everyone before they leave. I really enjoyed bringing you guys this week's episode. I hope that um, you had some fun, you laughed, you cried, you you did everything in between. Um, shout out to all the contributors, and that is Queen Poison, it is Pyt Tiana, um, also Scoop Grady, uh, just everyone who comes in uh, and uh, each and every week never misses a beat you know my team is the best shout out to the breaks media shout out to the newest uh podcast as part of that and that's the team podcast listen 2019 is ours i i keep saying that i mean that um everyone knows these are the, the th- i'm always working i'm always continually working for the breaks media because i not, not even for me because I believe in every single one of the podcasts that's part of every, every single one of the creators. Let me not just say podcast. I always say that. Um, but the breaks media is more than just podcasters. Um, so, uh, be on the lookout for everyone, all the contributors, uh, shout out to Manny Brown. Um, just everyone over there. Shout out to uh, Jay Brody with the cloth talk, um, on, on the YouTube page. Um, Justice from Extra Regular, uh, has been, she's doing her, uh, her Wednesday's videos that can now be found on the Briggs Media Network dot com, on the blog section, section, as well as, um, on the YouTube channel. Um, also, we got some special stuff coming from the YouTube channel. I, uh, yeah, I, you may see my face around there, starting each and every week, uh, starting next week, so I'm really looking forward to everything. I, I, I'm, I'm, I mean that, like, um, it's 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 great it's a great feeling so uh finally to leave you guys you can follow me at ceo hayes it's at ceo h-a-i-z-e you can follow the podcast at awaken soul pod um or the awaken soul pod just depending on where you're looking for us at uh lastly you can also send us any feedback questions comments concerns the awaken soul pod at gmail.com and i always say lastly and then i forget remember this um you can texas uh leave us a voicemail call us 614-547-2039 i believe that's finally it that's it this has been the awakened so um got a great show planned for you guys next week as well Got some big stuff planning. Shout out to my brothers from uh, Socially Unacceptable we celebrated their thirtieth birthday um, this past weekend, the day before the Super Bowl. So it's it's just been an eventful weekend, and uh, we we we're not stopping yet. Shout out to the Peer Pressure um, in Columbus. They actually have their event uh, Monday, so it, it's just it, it's a great all around time. You know, we just we're moving, man. We're moving. That, that's all I can say. Uh, <laughs> either get with us or get behind us, but. This has been The Awakened Soul, episode 87, The Message. I will see you beautiful people next week.
5: All right, stop what you're doing, because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. I look funny, but yo, I'm making money, see. So, yo, world, I hope you're ready for me. Now gather round. I'm the new fool in town, and my sound's laid down by the underground